Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. How about a big welcome to our East and our online campus. God bless you guys. We love you. Come here. Good morning. You may be seated. You may be seated. Ah, thank you so much. If I sound sniffly now and then, I do not have a cold. Yeah. Hey, can I talk to you about summer real quick? Summer is such an awesome time, and uh, it is a time for uh, a lot of you to be able to get a vacation. We're going to take one shortly, and, and if you get one, take it. It's good for you. If you can just do a staycation, do that, because the cycles and rhythms of life, it's important that you refresh and replenish So it's good that you do that. But make sure that you keep yourself in church. And the church said, amen. Amen. If you're in town, make sure that you get here. We have a strong summer planned. We have an incredible fall planned. Uh, So if you're in town, get yourself here. If you're out of town or, you know, not able to be with us, we have the wonders of technology where you can watch online and even archive. But no other area of your life would you just let, you know, let's just park that for the for the summer. I mean, if you parked your car for the summer, when you come back, it's going to be dirty and dead, okay? And so you don't, you don't want to do that. You wouldn't let dishes pile up all summer or let your yard go. All, I don't know. Some of you may let your yard go. I don't. But you want to make sure that uh, we're staying strong. And uh, one of the ways to do that, the Bible says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord, so don't uproot, planted in the house of the Lord, they shall thrive, okay? So stay strong this summer, help the church stay strong this summer, and then like I said, we have an incredible fall that we're all going to lead into, and so just want to share that with you, and if you hear me today on that, everybody say amen, all right? All right, and you have to listen to me more because I'm older now, so. (laughs) Well, um, we're going to finish our series called Creed today. Creed really comes from the, the Latin and credo, and it actually means that I believe or I trust. Christianity, after the uh, resurrection and ascension of Jesus into heaven, uh, and then the coming of the Holy Spirit that we're going to talk about today, the church was birthed. Uh, This gospel, this Christian message began to spread rapidly throughout the known world. And uh, as that happened, uh, you know, sometimes moving so fast, and then because people are involved, what we believe started to get a little skewed and filtered in different ways. And so church leaders felt it important to convene together, which they did on numerous occasions, and formed what are called councils. And out of those councils uh, developed creeds or a, a way to just kind of clarify and summarize what we believe. I think it's good for us. Everybody say, good for us. It is good for us also to come back from time to time and remind ourselves and and to review. It's important that we're intentional about what we believe. Don't just let the world tell you what to believe. Don't just bite and swallow hook, line, and sinker everything that you read or hear or whatever else. We need to have our lives grounded on the rock, the firm rock that stands forever of the truths of God's Word. Can all God's people say amen today on that? And the many things will try to push you off of that. Culture is trying to get louder and louder. Culture is more invasive than ever. 
You know, some of you, before you even got out of bed this morning, before you said anything to anybody, checked your phone today. I won't ask for a show of hands, okay? But, you know, culture and information is so invasive and pervasive in our lives that we have to be careful. There's a, there's a passage in the book of Romans in the Message Bible that reads this way. Don't let the world that doesn't know the first thing about living try to tell you how to live. So it is good for us to be very intentional to come back. What is it that I believe and why do I believe it? And it is good for us to declare those things. And so uh, we've been referring to something called the Apostles' Creed. And uh, we have a copy of that available for you online. If we could put up the resource slide. And if you'll just go to NBCOcala.com forward slash resources. And on there, there are numerous resources free to you. Uh, including the anti-anxiety book and what happy families know and positive confessions for your life. There are a number of things. And then we've added the Apostles' Creed. And it's a PDF that is suitable for framing if you want to download it and print it out. And just a good way to remind yourself. Now, know this, that the the Apostles' Creed is not in Scripture. It's from Scripture, okay? So it's, it's clarification and summary from Scripture and a great tool to just kind of keep before you on occasion just to remind yourself, yes, I believe this. I love the song that we sang and declared this morning. And I could hear you. You weren't just singing it. You were declaring it today. I believe in God the Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And so that's powerful. Whenever you engage that full mechanism of who you are, I mean, it helps your faith to rise on the inside. Are you all with me today? There are three highlighted uh, Uh, emphasis points in the Apostles' Creed, and they have to do with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and it has to do with the Trinity. And and just relax regarding the Trinity, because there's no way that we're ever going to fully be able to grasp that, because God's on a whole nother dimension. He is with us, but He's on a whole nother dimension of how He operates and who He is. So it is best to just accept that and rest in that. I'll show you some things that will help us with that in just a moment. Let me take some excerpts from this Apostles' Creed. And again, it's not in Scripture, it's from Scripture. And let's declare these together, and this will summarize our three weeks together. Uh, Read this with me. Declare this with me today. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. And today, I believe in the Holy Spirit. So today we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and uh, yesterday I'm up early and I'm uh, working on notes, finalizing notes, and it occurred to me, it occurred to me that today is Pentecost Sunday, and uh, that is a day that is used by the church at large to commemorate uh, the, the day of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost, Penta actually has to do five, and, and then further 50. So it marks 50 days from the Passover to uh, the coming, the day of of Pentecost, uh, when the Holy Spirit came. And so if you'll remember in the Gospels, it was at the time of Passover that Jesus was crucified. So a better way even for us is to realize that Jesus, the Passover lamb, and then those 50 days leading up until the coming of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, it occurred to me. Uh, And I thought, wow, what great timing. The church is going to think I'm so smart that we're talking about the Holy Spirit on on Pentecost Sunday. 
And then it also occurred to me this, one of my uh, mentors, A.R. Bernard, says this, it should occur to us that nothing ever just occurs to God. And so I think it is uh, certainly not a coincidence. We celebrate the Holy Spirit today, and we want him, we need him in our lives. Can the church say amen today? So again, we're never going to fully understand uh, the Trinity. And let me talk about the Trinity for a moment, and then we're going to move on and talk about the Holy Spirit today. In the uh, uh, 12th century, uh, there was formed something, in a, a diagram, and it's called the Shield of the Trinity. I want to put that up and show that to you. This is to help us to understand some aspects of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all are God. And notice this, though, the Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Son is not the Father. The Father is not the Holy Spirit. The Father, Holy Spirit is not the Father, but they're all God. Now, that blows our minds. How does all of that work? And this is just something that, that we need to realize that actually all are God. These are descriptors of their roles and their functions. And so it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Those are descriptors of God, the Trinity, and whether or not we can figure all of that out, I'm thankful that where my help comes from, I cannot figure him completely out. Amen? There's no way we can even come close to understanding or outthinking our incredible God. I'm thankful for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, was present and active. He's always been with God. You understand that? And he has no beginning. He has no ending. And so the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, was present and active. Follow this. Present and active at creation. As a matter of fact, in the book of Proverbs, anybody here read a proverb every day? You need to read a proverb every day. Every day. Did you know there are 31 Proverbs? How many days are in most months? 31. And, and if now and then you got an extra proverb, it's okay. God still loves you, okay? Uh, you miss a day. God still loves you. Pick up on the next day. Today is the what? The ninth. Come on. Today is the... Do you all know anything? Today is the what? The ninth. Today would be a great day to read Proverbs. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Now I forgive you. I've been doing it for decades. And what it is, it's a book of wisdom. And much of it contrasts. The wise do this. The foolish do this. You, did you know you don't have to be all wise to live a wise life? You just have to do wise things. And, the, and this book of wisdom helps us. But in the book of Proverbs, we see a place where it refers to the Holy Spirit as the master craftsman who was beside God at creation. So God the Holy Spirit was present and active at creation. God the Holy Spirit was present and active at the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And are you ready for this? The Holy Spirit is present and active in the lives of his children today, in your life and in my life. Amen. When you're born again, he comes into your life. But I also believe there's also plenty of other opportunity to invite him to baptize you, to fill you, uh, give him all the room that you can in your life. But I want you to know this as a basis of beginning, that the Holy Spirit is in all of his, all of his children, all of his sons and daughters. And what we want to make sure of is uh, 
the more that we understand who he is and what he does, I want him to have more and more territory within me and, and in my life. Amen. So today, um, uh, you know, I'm going to take another 20 minutes here and talk about the Holy Spirit. And the, and the subject of the Holy Spirit is way bigger than that, okay? So uh, I've done numerous teachings over the years. You can go to our podcasts online. And I did a, a little more complete series called Spirit, uh, God Helper Friend. Spirit, God Helper Friend. And you can uh, listen to podcasts on that, get even more information about the Holy Spirit. Now, the main work of the Holy Spirit, the main ministry of the Holy Spirit is personal and it's inward and it's daily. Now, don't miss what I'm about to say right here because of how some people represent the Holy Spirit. If you only look for the Holy Spirit in the spectacular, you're going to miss most of what the Holy Spirit does because not everything is fireworks. Not everything is goosebumps. Not everything is just, whoa, you know. Most, most by far of what the Holy Spirit does is personal and inward and daily. And we're going to see that that is the focus of, of what he does in, a, in our lives. Of course, we love the spectacular, but we're not living for the spectacular. We're living a life filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. Now, in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, all of that is taking place during the Last Supper. And it is at the Last Supper that Jesus, it's kind of like an awards banquet, banquet, so to speak, and Jesus is announcing a few things, and he's making clear as best he can to them who don't fully understand what all's about to happen. And then he begins to introduce the Holy Spirit. Now, this is important because at this point, if you'll go back, you'll understand this. At this point, the disciples, let alone anybody else, knew very, very little about the Holy Spirit. Because to that point, the only time the Holy Spirit would come, because he wasn't really resident here, that he would come in portion and for season or for uh, an event or something, he would come and empower or be a part of something. So at this point, there was very little knowledge of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I'm about to send him to you. And Jesus begins to introduce the Holy Spirit. Look with me in John chapter 14, John 14, verse 16 and 7. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, come on, another helper to be with you forever. Every word counts here. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit as the helper. Come on, everybody say helper. Now, the New Testament is written in Greek and we don't, we're not trying to be complicated on this. I'm trying to make a point of this. The Greek word for helper there is parakletos, parakletos. And it actually means one called alongside to help. Now, now follow this. One called alongside to help. One who will be by your side to help you, to aid you, to guide you. That's pretty awesome. So Jesus said, that's the Holy Spirit. Now, I gave you that word parakletos because it relates to words in our day. Paramedic. So a paramedic is one called alongside to help with medical things. Paralegal. Paralegal is one called alongside to help with legal things. 
parakletos, same root word as the word ekklesia, so para ekklesia, which means the called out ones. So it's the church individually and corporately together. So guess what? The Holy Spirit comes called alongside to help us to help us individually as his children and to help us individually as his church. So he's here to help us. Can you say amen today? Look in John chapter 14, verse 16 in the Amplified Bible. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. Now in the meaning of what uh, helper, comforter, that parakletos, it's both words there, pretty equal, helper or comforter. He will give us another comforter, Read this out with me. Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he may remain with you forever. That's who he is. This is what he does. How many of you could use a good counselor? Well, I was watching some of y'all earlier. Some of y'all need a counselor, okay? <laughs> and, and this one's with you forever. An advocate advocate, a strengthener, an intercessor, one who, who uh, prays for you, represents you to God, strengthener, on and on. What He comforts, he helps, he guides all that he does. I want you to also notice this, that he will abide with you forever. He dwells with you and will be in you. Now, for me, the bottom line of daily having any kind of confidence in forward momentum is the reality of this. I am never alone and I am never without help. Say that with me. I am never alone, and I'm never without help. Well, the Holy Spirit is the how, and he is the who of us never being alone and never being without help. I'm thankful for him in that way. Amen. Now, in John 14, 16, also, and it's right here, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you, come on, and y'all are saying, oh, Pastor, you're just being a word nerd now. We're going to look at another yeah, another is a, a Greek word that actually means another. <laughs> but it means this, just like the other one. Just like the other one. So Jesus is saying that I am right now your comforter. But I'm about to leave. And when I leave, I'm going to ask the Father and he's going to give you another one who's just like me. He's going to give you a comforter. So imagine this. Jesus said this. He, the Holy Spirit, will do in my absence what I would do if I were physically present with you. Hear that again. The Holy Spirit will do in my absence what I would do for you if I were physically present with you. Let's imagine that for a moment. What would your day be like if you woke up and Jesus was right there? Anybody good with that? And, and what if you're worrying about something? I just don't know what I'm going to do about this today. And you go, I do. I'm feeling just a little upset or this about it. Hey, I got you. I'm your Prince of Peace. I'm feeling really bad about something. Hey, I paid a dear price so that you could be forgiven. I'm not feeling good today. You see these stripes on my back? I took that so you could be healed. I'm a little afraid of what's out there today. Greater is he that is with you and in you. I'm the greater one. I'm the king of kings. I'm I'm with you all day. Wouldn't it be awesome if Jesus was with you all day long? And see, he's not, though. He's not. He ascended to heaven, and and before he left, he said this. 
it's going to be better for you that I go away and that the Father send the Holy Spirit. Because right now, I've emptied myself of my divine privileges. I've limited myself. So while I'm here in the flesh, when Jesus was here on earth in the flesh, he said, I can only be with those that I am with. He said, but when the Holy Spirit comes, he will come in omnipresence, omnipower, everything. He will come in that way. He can be with you all and he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. So it's better for you. So guess what we have? When I go to bed, while I'm asleep, when I wake up, when I start my day, I have, it's just as if Jesus were present with me. I have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit with you as well. Amen. To do what? To comfort me, to guide me, to counsel me, to protect me, to strengthen me, to remind me. I could go on and on and on. And I, I believe this church, I believe we live far beneath the way we should. We have available to us, inside of us, with us. He dwells in us. He dwells with us. He'll never leave us. And I think we wander around trying to figure out life by Googling things and asking our two friends. I think there's a better way to live. We have the ancient of days, the all-wise God. We've got the Holy Spirit who helped create all of this, who raised Jesus from the dead, and who is with you day in and day out to help you no matter what. And he's seen it all before. The Holy Spirit doesn't hide behind you. Oh, I hadn't seen this one. He's with you all the time to help you with everything. That deserves a good amen today. Come on, church. Just imagine that. So real quick, real quick, and I'm just going to hit the, what all does he do for us then day by day? What can we count on? Here's two of the biggies. Here's one right here. You ready? He comforts us. He comforts us. He's the comforter. He brings ease. He brings relief. He brings reassurance. Why do we need that? Because we have pain. We have difficulty. We have challenges. We have adversity. You have betrayal. You have all kinds of things that go on in life. You have failure. You have, you have all of these pressure points of life. To, today, some of you are facing things. Today, some of you have just come out of some things. And you know what? I can predict all of us, we're going to go through more things. And I don't want to go through it alone. I'm thankful that day in and day out, I can have, you can have the Holy Spirit to comfort us. He holds us. He carries us. He's called alongside to help us to get us through everything. He's with you. He never leaves you. He brings comfort. And one of the huge ways that he brings comfort is to remind you. Over and over again, the Holy Spirit will remind you of what what we know from God's Word, what he has done with us before and for us before, and who God is for us. He comforts us. Here's another one. He guides us. He guides us. And this is not just navigating through life. This is also counsel. He guides and counsels us through life. Because guess what? Sometimes we don't know what to do. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Can I get some humble people in this place? Sometimes we don't know what to do. Okay, so watch this. And when we don't know what to do, And then sometimes we're not even trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. And guess what? Now, here's what you need to know. He knows everything. He knows more than anyone. And I don't want to hurt your feelings today, but he can't explain all of that to you. 
He can't explain all of that to me. You know, when the Lord prompts us and, and guides us and counsels us, you know, it's, it's not going to work anyway for him to say, sit down for a half hour and let me explain this all to you. It is better for us just to allow him to what? To guide us. To guide us. Of course, he's going to show you things and teach you things. But the whole big thing of how all of that connects, I'm telling you what, we just need to trust us, uh, trust him because we know that he will guide us. Amen. So he will, count, he will comfort us. He will guide us. Look in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. When the, when, uh, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So we can understand this better. Let me reverse it a little bit. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. So if you're a child of God, if you've received Jesus as Savior, you have a relationship with the Father, you have the Holy Spirit in your life, and you can count on this. Tell your neighbor, count on it. You can count on this, that the Holy Spirit will lead you, that he will guide you. The idea, the word picture is almost like he has a little tether on you to just nudge you and show you that this is the right way to come. And I'm thankful that he guides us. I'm thankful that he comforts us. And he can do anything. I mean, he can baptize with fire. He can come like a, he can, he can fall like a, a dove, descend like a dove. But can I just say something to you? I, I don't need fire from heaven every day. Sometimes I just need him to help me quietly with my insecurities. I just need him to help me with my inadequacies. I just need him to help me with my uncertainties in life. I just need him to help me with those things. Again, if we're just looking for the spectacular, we're going to miss so much of what he actually came to do in us and for us. So let me just ask you this question. Do you know, do you have any idea how good the Holy Spirit is at raising kids? Do you know, do you have any idea how good the Holy Spirit is at managing money? Do you know, do you have any idea how good the Holy Spirit is at solving problems? Or do you know how good he is at job interviews? Forget job interviews. Do you know how good he is at finding a job? See, this is the thing. He knows everything. He sees everything. And again, sometimes we just Google and ask our two friends. And he knows everything. And we've got to trust him that in his all knowledge, in his commitment to us, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I've been sent by God. I will follow with you. I will walk alongside you. I will guide you through this. And I know and I will lead and I will guide. He knows I know of a story a number of years ago of a man who, uh, and he leads by peace, a man who was about to take a job, had an offer on a job, and for some reason he had just this holy holdup, don't, 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 don't. All of his friends said, you're foolish to not take that job. He didn't take the job, he just trusted his heart, he went with that. God opened up another door for him, and three months later, and nobody saw this coming, nobody saw this coming, that company completely collapsed. But God knew. God knew. God knows what no one else knows. The Holy Spirit knows what no one else knows. And we need to trust the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and realize just how good he is at everything he does. Amen? Amen. Now, when Jesus was about to ascend to heaven, and then there was, he said, I want you to wait because then the Holy Spirit's going to come. 
And this is what he said at the end of the book of Luke. He said this, don't try this on your own. Don't go out there and, and do this on your own. You need to wait till the Holy Spirit has come. Well, guess what, folks? The Holy Spirit has come. And so in the coming of the Holy Spirit, we need to let him do all that he can do in our lives to give us the power and the help that we need. And it flows out of relationship with the Holy Spirit. It flows out of, if I can use this phrase, friendship with the Holy Spirit. Look with me in closing at 2 Corinthians 13. The amazing grace is a benediction. The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God. And look at this. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now, as I finish, just listen to this. Don't make this what this is not. Some people take the whole subject of the Holy Spirit and have to make it weird. Can I reassure you the Holy Spirit will not make you weird? And people who are weird that represent the Holy Spirit, they'd be weird no matter what they did, okay? So it's not him, it's them. Look at me. Don't make this what it's not. But don't miss what this is. The first love gift the Father gave us was forgiveness through Jesus. The second love gift the Father gave us is fullness and presence by the Holy Spirit. How do you get this into your life? In Luke chapter 11, Jesus said this, ask, ask. And then Ephesians chapter 5, the apostle Paul says, be filled and stay filled. So ask him to fill you, stay filled, live filled, start your day filled, pull over and refill. And the more full that you are of him, the easier it will be for you to pour out yourself and serve God and help the people around you. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. Let's go back and declare this together. I believe, can you bring that? Come on, with me. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. And I believe in the Holy Spirit. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.